What is happening? I've lost control. Oh, why, thank you, Captain. Obvious. Not again. One moment, the instruments are fine and the horizon is level, and... And then... Everything went batty. And these... Blasted controls... Are not responding. We are dropping fast. I feel it. We can all feel it. Four to five hundred feet, maybe more. Buckle up, Superforce. If we are too heavy, I'm sure Vicus would not mind. I don't think so. But if we need to line our load, why don't you toss your enormous ego out the airlock? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? What I say? The joke. Vox and Broatem both said it was Vox who- A joke? Really? You interrupted my vital testimony? Over a joke? Truth is truth. Uh, whose truth? Mine? Theirs? Who's to say? I'm to say. And quite honestly, I think you're full Supersonic Pod Comics presents Codename Superforce, number three. According to Vicus. Written by J.S. Earls. With Francisco Ruiz. Yucking and prepare for an emergency landing. Are those the mountain? She's uh, joking, right? I've regained partial control. Enough to steer us away from the mountains, but... But I can't get the nose up. Vikis, what should I do? What should I do, Vikis? Listen. Everybody, just calm down. Hold on. So, Amelia... The cold and calculating woman we all know and love started to panic, so much so that she asked you, of all people, what she should do? Really? If you keep interrupting my story... Testimony. Your legal testimony. Not a story. Your testimony. Well, thank you kindly for clearing that up, Mr. Mobius. My name is Mobius. Gerard Mobius, Vicus. It's Vicus? No, I know my Latin. I'm pretty sure it's Vicus. Well, I'm pretty sure it's not Latin. Are you, cowboy? You know, for an interrogator, you really get distracted easily. Squirrel! I... No. You're right. If only I had a dollar for every time I heard that. Let's get back to the origin. Oh, when Diem asked for my help? Yes. When Amelia... Just go on. Vikis, what should I do? What should I do, Vikis? Listen. Everybody, just calm down. Amelia, I need you to look at me. 
There you go. Good. Now listen. I need you to slow down time. I... I don't... I don't know if I can. This is why the UN created Superforce. And this is why I let you lead us. I believe in you, Amelia. We all do. All right. I can do this. So, the origin just hovered there, a few feet over the ground? Not hovering, it was all moving, just in super slow motion. I could see it once DM took my hand and brought me into a time bubble. Then I took Draco, she took Voxes, and he took Rotoms. We trained for stuff like this. Right. So you can move in normal, or I suppose super speed, while the world around you barely was moving. Curious. How long do you think she waited? Amelia, I mean, how long did she hesitate before she grabbed your hand? Guessing, I assume she did it the same way we practiced. It would have been the perfect opportunity, the, the perfect excuse to get rid of you guys, if she thought one of you was onto her. But we weren't. Not yet, anyway. And that's what most likely saved you from dying in the crash, Amelia being the miraculous lone survivor, but she didn't play it that way. <sighs> did Amelia not want to? Or did she have something else in mind? Hmm. You used to date or something? Cause I'm getting a real strong, my ex-girlfriend is Satan vibe here. Holy, you and Dim? Could we please? Man, I, I mean, we feel like gullible idiots. But you? Ugh. My heartfelt condolences, man. Now, about the origin. Yeah, yeah, right. So the origin was hovering, and we did our little limbo line. That's what we called it when we held hands. To stay in the time bubble. So, you all limbo-lined your way over to the skate hatch, and... We held tight, jumped out, and everyone landed in the sand. Except... Rotom. She was just floating in the sky between the invisible origin and the desert. What the... What the... Rotom! I turned to tell Diem, but she was unconscious. I still had a hand, and the suit was still on, so we were still in that time bubble. Rotom landed on some sort of object. It's smaller than the origin, but similar stealth technology. Can you fly up there and help Rotom down? Nah. The second she lets go, Draco be frozen outside the time bubble too. And that sound means we got under a minute before this bubble bursts. Vox. Maybe you could gently nudge her off with a low-powered sonic blast? There's plenty of light out here to convert, right? We not know the size of the object. Vox not know where to aim or how much of force to use his blast to be effective or accurate. Oh, well, I got you covered. And soon, I'll have it covered. Learn this little trick watching Japanese police tag fleeing vehicles with paintballs. 
There you go, Vox. Bigger than a Prius. What ain't. And smaller than an F-650. Thank you, comrade. Bullseye. All right. According to DM's time dial thingy, we've only got a few seconds before real time is going to kick back in. Vox, you need to catch Rotom and get her as far from where the origin is going to crash as you can. Draco, I'm going to need you to grab DM and fly as far from the origin as you can too. Now that we can see it, I'm going to keep an eye on our uninvited flying object here. See where it goes. You should stay away from crash zone as well. I'll do my darndest, buddy. All right, here we go. In three, two, one. Sound off, Super Force! I have DM! She is still unconscious but safe! I can't Rotom, but I believe she break leg when hit object! Do you see where object go? Dove into a horseshoe-shaped dune about a half click to our west! It crashed! Nah, it just vanished! Don't know if it went into the sand or if it was some sort of illusion. I don't want no more surprises, so I'm headed that way now. Vox and Draco salvaged what they could from the origin and built a shelter. While you continued on toward the Barkon Dune. What'd you say? Barkin? I continued Barkin? Woof woof? Barkon. It's the type of dune you were heading for. Crescent-shaped. Horseshoe-shaped. Right. Anyway, took me a little to get up there because the wind was picking up some fists and sand was getting deeper, but about 20 minutes later... I arrived. And what did you discover? Sand. Lots and lots of sand. I kept canvassing the area, swore that thing went into, combing the desert, if you will. But it wasn't until I tried hopping a couple times that I, I, I must have triggered something, because I started sinking in that sand. Vicus. Uh, hi, hiya, Draco. Uh, can I call you back? I'm a bit... Busy. Were you able to locate that entrance? Uh, yeah, yep. Uh, although it might be a little more accurate to say it located me. But yeah, I'm uh, heading in now.
Fox. Can you hear me, buddy? Comrade. Draco. Draco, come in. God love technology. I don't know if y'all can hear me, but just in case, I slid down some sort of tunnel, I guess. Angled at like four or five degrees. Felt like forever. Smart suit says I'm 141 feet underground. So, yeah, pretty much forever. Landed in, or dove in, to water. I hope it's water anyway. In what sounds like some sort of cavern? It's pitch black. Switching to night vision. Holy. All right, this is gonna sound insane, but I'm in some sort of pool. Looks like it's shaped sort of like a pentagon. Hard to tell, because edges look like metallic tree roots. Like it's some sort of organic mechanical mix. I never seen nothing like it. Anyway, I'm gonna swim for the edge. Should be able to see a lot more once I'm out of the water. Let's see what we got. So, either I just discovered Amazon Secret Sahara Warehouse, or we got something mighty big going on down here. As far as I can see, which is about five miles according to the suit's enhanced optics, guess Dr. Griffin did something, right? There are these pentagon pools, all framed by those interconnected 25 foot thick, Organic, mechanical, mm, organical, root thing is. Got to copyright that. That is already a word. Not now, Vox. Gosh, why does everyone always feel they had to correct me? Especially that Vox who's not here. Wait a sec. Organical is an archaic form of organic. It is also an adjective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget about the wood. Who is this? Oh, right. Sorry. I am still getting used to this. My name is Avery J. Norman. Famous technology entrepreneur, investor, and engineer. Won the Nobel Prize three years ago. Oh... Mr. Matrix. I created Diarrhea Zebra. Best racing game ever. Man, that app, I got all those achievements. I love it. Yes, one of my greatest achievements. Now that we've cleared that up, you need to duck. I'm not gonna. If you do not want to be decapitated, You need to get down. Okay, okay. Psst. 
So were you able to get a good look at them before they went out the way you came in? Uh, no. You remember the whole not getting decapitated bit? My head and my eyes were face down in the dirt, slime, or I don't know what to think about it. Right. So after you got back up on your feet... He said he was being held captive down there and I needed to hurt if I was going to free him. And since he just saved my noggin... You took him at his word, naturally. So when did he tell you he was the one who caused the crash? About halfway to where he was being held. All things considered, I took it pretty well. You almost killed us! Yes, and for that, I apologize. It was not my intention. I am still finding my bearings. With what? Hacking? Seems like that ought come pretty naturally to Mr. Matrix. It is difficult to explain. <sighs> then while I decide whether I'm going to save you or shoot you, maybe you can get me up to speed on those little beauties that almost took my head off. Protectar Mark 10 Unmanned Aerial Vehicles State of the Art Drones Not my name for them, but they are based on my designs. This just gets better and better. Just so you know, I'm really leaning towards shooting you. Are you familiar with desert greening or cloud seeding? Desert greening is pretty much what it sounds like. You use a variety of methods to restore ecological life to a desert. You are almost to my location. Around the next bend and... Just past the globe, wherever that means. You'll know it when you see it. It is one of the few things down here that is not invisible. So, cloud seeding. Cloud seeding is a common form of weather modification. Major airports use it. The U.S. tested it in World War II. Beijing used it for the 2008 Olympics. Now it is used everywhere from Mali to India and Puerto Rico. Great. So you're telling me all those places have these giant underground bases? No, nothing so sinister, and certainly not on such a grand scale. Typically, it is only one plane or two for a whole city or country. This, this is overkill. Even for a desert the size of the U.S.? Not if you are talking about typical cloud seeding machines or normal airplanes. But we are talking about large Protectar drones that can carry and distribute five times more than our previous capabilities. I think I see something glowing up ahead. Probably your ominous globe. So how's it work, the cloud seeding? Basically, we disperse a compound like silver iodide that water vapors easily attach to, into the air, which in turn causes clouds to produce more rain or snow. With all the variables, it is not foolproof, but we can use this method of inducing labor to influence when and where the clouds will give birth. Scientists, too busy playing gods even if they could to stop and think whether or not they should. Well, yes. But cloud seeding has saved hundreds, if not thousands, of lives and brought hope to areas plagued by drought and water shortages. Greening the Sahara could help feed the whole world and offer a humane solution to our planet's growing population. Well, when you put it in terms like that, I... <sighs> ah, yes, the globe. 
It is quite breathtaking. You didn't say it was 50 feet tall. 42 feet to be exact. Do you see all the glowing green dots? Each one of those dots represents a five drone swarm. They're everywhere and there's gotta be thousands of them. Try millions. Overkill. Not if you want to change the world. Codename Superforce was created and produced by J.S. Earls. According to Vicus, written by J.S. Earls with Francisco Ruiz. Starring Francisco Ruiz as Vicus. And Vicus. Austin Janowski as Mobius. Jessica Walsh as Diem. Matt Kennedy as Vox. Sarah Baxley as Rotom. Jenda Chan as Draco. Josiah Crandall as Mr. Matrix, narrated by Nathan James Norman. If you're enjoying our podcast, please rate and review Supersonic Pod Comics on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. If you'd like to chat with our wonderful cast and crew, please join the Supersonic Pod Comics group on Facebook. You can also find all sorts of our t-shirts, mugs, and other gear at teepublic.com backslash user backslash Supersonic Pod Comics. As always, heartfelt thanks goes out to Tommy Platt of Sublime Guitars and to our incredibly kind and committed supporters on patreon.com slash supersonicpodcomics. Codename Superforce is a production of Supersonic Pod Comics. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. Tune in next week for The Randoms, episode number three, The Seer and the Communicator. So let me get this straight. 42 seconds after you were born, your alien parents put you in a rocket and then 42 hours before their planet exploded, they shot your rocket into outer space. Cool, right? Then as Lady Luck would have it, 42 days later, your rocket lands on Earth, the only planet in the universe. The only planet we know of. Right. The only planet we know of that has the exact same air and water as your homeworld. What are the odds, right? It's miraculous. Some might say it was divine intervention. From your lips. So then, your rocket crashes in gator-infested waters where you drifted for how long? I remember correctly. I believe it was... 42 minutes. Oh, how silly of me. Yes, yes. You drifted for 42 minutes before your rocket got stuck in some reeds where you were discovered by... A couple of cows. A couple of cows. Right. You sure it was only a couple, not a 42? Well, they weren't moomons. <sighs> so these cows raised you as one of their own. You and your herd lived with other animals in a farmless farm and were taught the 42 commandments of animalism. Uh Uh-huh, yep. 
So all this info we found about your human parents being killed by criminals connected to the Boyle crime family. Then you're going to be with your only living relative, your off-the-grid grandparent Garrett, a former marshal and sharpshooter who, when he wasn't teaching you to shoot and live off the land, was sharing movies from his sizable VHS and DVD collection. A collection which, after he died, you moved to a small warehouse that you still maintain and pay for to this day. And then, in your grandpa's honor, you became a U.S. Marshal yourself. But that is until Amelia came calling with one of her pandid offers too good to refuse. So, what exactly is all that, cowboy? You're a fan of manure, Mobius, because that, with all due respect, is a load of bull. <laughs>